Hello and welcome to the Providence Advantage, a podcast for the Providence Catholic High School community. Parents, do you wonder how you're going to afford college? Students, are you worried about massive college loans after you graduate? Mr. Frank Palmasani, one of our college counselors, explains when families should start planning and provides strategies so that they can afford college tuition. Listen to the conversation he had with Mrs. Allie Rios, our communications director. Hi, I'm Frank Palmasani, uh, college counselor at Providence Catholic High School. This is actually my 44th year in education, and I'm so excited to talk to Allie here about some of the issues that our parents have as it relates to college search and selection. Well, Frank, if you could tell me first a little bit about if a family is concerned about college costs, when should they start the planning and how should they begin? So one of the things we really try to do is to make sure that we include parents in the entire process, but certainly on the financial side. So we have these programs called Conquering College Costs, and we invite all families to come, even the freshman parents. And we obviously continue to do those programs throughout all four years. However, when we get to the junior year, that's when we really intensify the process. So all of the information that a family might have heard in, in advance of that, that's good. You know, the, this background information, doing their own personal financial planning, getting ready for the future of college costs, but then really focusing and honing in on how do you go about the process of searching for schools, recognizing that there are three key variables of fit. It's the academic fit. What are the best schools for our son or daughter academically? It's the feel, the atmosphere, the comfort level, but then there's the financial aspect. And so we have to hit that and we hit it hard in junior year. We have a special program that we do with our every every junior and every junior's parents meets with Mr. Murphy and I, and we really go through this entire, what we call our college search and selection program together. Okay, so tell me a little bit about, as students are beginning their search, how do they know, because obviously probably financial aid is a huge Um, question on their minds. How do they know which colleges offer scholarships and which do not? This is probably the most challenging part of the entire process, Allie, is that we know that most of the money that students and families receive for college doesn't come from government sources, but it basically comes from the colleges themselves. Not that there aren't government sources, but the most of the money will come from the colleges themselves. So how, as you're just asking, how do we identify what schools will be inclined to offer resources and which, which ones don't. And this is literally why we rely so much on experience. So during the part of the end of the process for seniors, in other words, seniors have applied, they've been accepted, they've gotten scholarships or financial aid award letters, we ask them in the spring to bring all that in and we re- literally are developing a database so that for the next round of families, we can share with them, here are the colleges that are more inclined to offer money and the ones that don't. And we do this in our junior planning sessions. Again, we talked about getting together with juniors and their parents. It's in those sessions that we share that information. And do you work with the students on applying for those scholarships and how to write their um, letters of recommendation and things like that? So the nice thing about most scholarships from the standpoint of where money comes from is it typically does not mandate or or need another application. It is just the application to the school itself. Okay. And then the co- what the colleges are doing is they're using the GPA and the test score and using those parameters to immediately award some scholarship dollars. It's the key is, and you mentioned it earlier, which schools are inclined to do that and which schools are not. 
Okay. And are college costs, do they change year by year? Are they pretty steady and, or every five years? or? Really good question. So obviously, ultimately, the key to all this is getting to that final choice. Because the final choice, you know, we talk about the kitchen table. And we say sometime in the month of January, what you want is a, a, a kit, filled kitchen table. And I'm speaking of January and senior year, where the students have applied to their colleges. Not one or two, but maybe six, eight, ten places. And then this kin, filled kitchen table has all the offers in front of them. And so then they're able to process with all of that information how indeed they're going to make that final college choice. So the key is to have enough offers and therefore making sure you're making enough applications. So much of our work, Mr. Murphy and I's work in senior year is just meeting with students one-on-one, making sure that every time they do something that's college related, they're seeing us, making sure that the application process is a smooth one, uh, that there's no glitches in the process of applying, and then focusing with them on helping them understand you're going to apply to these particular schools. It's likely these schools aren't going to offer money, or if they are going to offer money, it's going to be minimal amounts, but other institutions would be willing to offer more. So that's a real, really key variable. Okay. And is there a way for families to lock in the price oh, of yeah. college over four years? And I'm sorry, you, you asked that question. I didn't get to it. So And that's an important one. So once we get to that final decision, that's the conversation that a family needs to have with a particular school. Because what some colleges will do is they'll lock in the award and they'll say, okay, we're offering you this amount and then we're going to continue to offer that same amount. Well, that works, but what happens when college costs increase over that four-year period? Some institutions will lock lock in the net price. That's much better because now what they're saying is whatever you're paying in freshman year, you theoretically would pay that same amount every year. But that's a negotiating aspect of this final conversation that a family would have with the with the college that they decide to attend. Okay, um, what you know, we hear a lot about college loans. Yes. Tell me a little bit about borrowing. Is it all bad? Is it is any of it good? Sure, great question. So we talk about the difference between reasonable borrowing and excessive borrowing in all of our seminars and all of our conversations with parents. Every family's got to come to that determination. What's the difference between reasonable borrowing and excessive borrowing? Here's some data that might help you. So the average student who borrows for an undergraduate education is borrowing around $30,000 over a four-year period. Well, given the standard method of repayment, so the standard method is to pay it off monthly over a 10-year period of time after the student graduates. Well, given that standard method, that repayment would be about $300 a month. Now, some families might determine that's reasonable borrowing. That's a good investment in the student's education. But the catch is, and the challenge, and the, and the area that's so concerning, is that when you look at what parents are borrowing, in addition to that, for an undergraduate education, those that borrow are also borrowing 30000 So now you're saying, is that a reasonable amount? It seems excessive. So every family's got to assess how much can they imagine the student borrowing that's reasonable, and if the parent has to borrow on behalf of the student, how much should that be? And then, you know, which loan to take? Because for the student, it's easy. It's the direct loan. It's the loan that the government provides, and the college is kind of the ancillary in that process. But for a parent, they have multiple options on how to borrow. So we have to kind of get them through that as well. Okay. 
We talk a lot about the stats, you know, recently for the class of 2019 and the scholarships they were offered. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what those stats are and why we seem to be pretty successful. Thanks. Yeah, I think we do really well in this area for two primary reasons. The first reason is our students. Our students and the rigor of the classroom in Providence Catholic is so recognized and so appreciated by colleges. When colleges come in to talk to our students, and they actually do it right here in this room, you know, they're interviewing our students, they're talking to our students during the months of September, October, November, and our juniors and seniors get an opportunity to sign up for individual colleges. There's a respect level that those college reps have with our students because they know. They know our rigor, they know our, uh, you know, what we're all about, they know the culture of Providence Catholic, and they can see it in the interchanges they have with our kids. And so our students, when they apply to schools, have so much more success. So it's predominantly our students in the province culture, the, you know, the, what, what's going on academically. But we also like to think it's our approach, the approach that we use by getting parents in early, by including parents in the college search process, by having these sessions in junior year, and then the consistent, uh, consistent follow-up that we have when they're seniors. So last year, our senior class, $45 million dollars offered in scholarship. And I think probably the most uh, compelling statistic is that they saved their families $19,000 a year on average in college scholarships. So if you took the sticker price and you said, took the composite of all the scholarships that they accepted, because you know, you can't accept multiple scholarships if it's from multiple schools, you gotta decide on a school. Mm -hmm. So we just focused on, okay, just those decisions where the students went, where they matriculated to, and then looked at what was the average award, and it came out to $19,000 a year. That was just a phenomenal, phenomenal statistic, yeah. Yeah, and my last question is, tell me a little bit about the average ACT scores of our students. We talk about the Providence Advantage. What is the average ACT score of our students? So the national average is 21, and ours is closer to 24 and a half. That's the average. When you start getting into our top kids, you know, here's, here's something that'll just blow your mind. So this past year, we took a picture of all of the students that had a 30 or higher on the ACT. And then we had like 32 students, seniors, that had 30 or higher on the ACT. Now, if you look at the national statistics, you know, you could, we could really say that if you're a good high school, about 7% of your seniors are going to have a 30 or higher. We had 15% That's of our awesome. seniors that had a 30 or higher. So obviously what our teachers are doing in the classroom is excellent. The results certainly demonstrate that. And you know, we keep this other chart where we look at the percentages of students that get accepted normally at schools and then the difference when it's looked at as a Providence student. And every, just about every college, our kids get accepted at much higher rates. So they're getting accepted at higher rates, they're getting significant scholarship money to help them. Okay. Um, and where can our parents go to find out more information about the process that, that you and Mr. Murphy do? And So um, just tonight, as a matter of fact, our freshman and sophomore counselors, um, Mr. Sefter and Ms. Hamden, are going to be doing a presentation to all the freshman and sophomore parents. And then in the spring, we have these two programs we do for junior parents. Mr. Murphy and I will invite every junior in with their 
with the student and the parent. We'll go through these small group presentations. We actually do four of them in the morning and four in the afternoon every day in the months of February and March to make sure we get through the entire class. And then we also have a spring parent night uh, in, for juniors. And then in senior year, we have another presentation we do for parents. So it's not like you got to go anywhere. Just follow our system and we're going to kind of get you all the information you need. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Oh, it's been fun talking to you, Ellie. <laughs> Many thanks to Mr. Frank Palmasani for sharing this great information. And thanks also to you, our listeners. For links to the information mentioned in this podcast, check out our show notes or go to the counseling page of our website to learn more about the Providence Advantage. Don't miss future episodes. Be sure to subscribe to the Providence Advantage wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.